In the year 1482, Leonardo da Vinci, an Italian painter and sculptor and engineer and scientist and architect, the most versatile genius of the Italian Renaissance, wrote a resume that enumerates all the things he can do, making him qualified for the job. Hey, it's Jessa, and this is Life After School. If you want to see the full resolution scan of Leonardo da Vinci's resume, which resembles the way we write our cover letters today, you can find the link to his scanned letter and its English translation in the show notes. When I was in college, a colleague used to tell me that engaging in extracurricular activities, such as taking leadership roles in school politics, will help me boost my resume. While it made sense for me at the time, on top of my previous experiences in leadership, I did not know precisely how it will help me with my resume. Was having a title on your records help you smooth out your career outside academia? Will employers appreciate your involvement outside regular school meetings? Apparently, five years after, I realized that you don't do the work just so you have something to write on your resume. You need to do the work because you care enough to contribute changes to the culture you live in. If that's the case, why bother writing a resume? Processes. How we love processes. And just as we become efficient in processing goods and manufacturing graduates, Streamlined processes also help the Human Resource Department sift through applicants faster. And that's where the role of the resume gets into the picture. If you search online the average time spent reading a resume, you'd be surprised to find the number to be about less than 10 seconds. Yes, that's right. Recruiters just brush through your years of hard work and decide whether you make the cut based on specific keywords they hope to find in your resume. And from a Glassdoor blog post entitled, This is exactly what hiring managers and recruiters look for when scanning resumes, the average recruiter or hiring manager spends 6 seconds reading a resume. And what they notice first is your formatting, then they look into your appropriateness for the role, your relevant titles and skills, your job history, qualifications, and complementary online profile. But the next question I'd like you to consider is, can your resume capture who you are as a person? Four years ago, I spoke about writing resumes in front of almost a hundred young people who are to graduate from college. I told them tips on writing the resume that will help them get discovered by potential employers. I taught them how to do it just like everybody else. I taught them how to be just like everybody else. But maybe I should have told them to be different instead, to stand out beyond what one can write on their resumes. Because at the end of the day, A piece of paper cannot define who you are as a person. That if a company, a recruiter, or a potential employer rejects your resume, 
they are not rejecting you as a human being. Most probably, you are not the person they're looking for at the moment. And their rejection doesn't mean you are worthless. Because you can always do more than what is on paper. And because you are not your resume. To wrap up this episode, let me read to you a part of a blog post entitled, Why Bother Having a Resume? Great jobs, world-class jobs, jobs people kill for, those jobs don't get filled by people emailing in resumes ever. That's it for now and I wish you well. Stay safe and stay healthy. See you next time. If you have any questions for this episode or on previous episodes, don't be shy. Just send them in by going to jessa.blog podcast. That's J-E-S-S-A dot B-L-O-G slash podcast. I'll play your questions on air and I will give you a response on the next episode. Sounds cool? Cool!